bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Happy Friday, it is the bottom line, and it is a victory Friday. The Red Raiders taking down TCU, taking the saddle back from those dumb back frogs. Back in the saddle again. They are. That voice you hear is We Champ, Matt Estenson. It is rare we get to do reactionary shows, but this week we get two because you were here on Monday mm-hmm. in the weekend, and now uh, we get a reactionary Friday. Uh, and thank goodness it is a happy one. Taj Brooks, fantastic once again. Baron Morton looks great in his return. Dadrian Taylor Dimerson, just don't throw anything near him. Probably should have had more than two interceptions. But the important thing is uh, you walk out of the Jones with a win. Hey, we'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock today, three full hours with us here on the bottom line. You have us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com, live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973, or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. If you want to give us uh, any sort of score predictions for the weekend, feel free to do so. Of course, no Red Raiders now tomorrow with plan last night, but we'll take any other score predictions you want to give. Uh, we're also streaming on Fox 34 News now and on YouTube. Clint Scott, Matt Essenson, and Brennan Riker behind the glass. Oh, two times. The double, the double we. The double we. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Juice is flowed. Coming off of win. Yeah. Um, and it's Friday. So. I feel like I'm always good whenever you ask because it's typically Friday when I'm here. So. Yeah. Ever Monday. Usually not like asking. Well, yeah, Monday was the difference. Let's say usually if I'm asking that to you, it's not like a Tuesday or Wednesday. You're like, oh. Something like that. Yeah. 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 What am I like? Oh. <laughs> Brennan? How art thou? Thou art tired. That was, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Well, that was good. It was. It was good. <laughs> uh, man, poor hacks. At least none of, like neither of you hit a battery or anything, right? No. No. That's good. Man, goodness gracious. Uh, Hey, we'll have plenty of stuff tonight. And by plenty of stuff, I mean high school football. It is the regular season finale. Uh, Here on 100.7, the score starting at 630. Lubbock Cooper, senior night for them. They're home against Caprock. And then Friendship, boy, a bunch of different things to finish up in that district. Friendship is at San Angelo Central, 630 over on Double T 97.3. Uh, Friday Night Live will wrap up the evening at 10 uh, on Double T 97.3 as well. Tech Talk will go live uh, after us over there at 3 o'clock. We will uh, hear an hour number one of three, do all sorts of stuff. We'll have a money play of the day in 30 minutes. Uh, We'll have Kaylee's Dailies in 45 minutes. And on Fridays at 12.15, we play Take versus Take. Now, Matt, you and I are going head-to-head, mm. and it's been a redemption week for me so far, where the first time we did this, uh, I lost two times. I got my revenge back on uh, Sneed this week, so now I'm looking to do the same to you. Okay. Just just give you a heads up. 
this on the Yates Florence in a chat line, Clint. What, <laughs> what wild animal would you like to see take the field against UCF? Yeah, the uh, the possum was incredible. I uh, I don't see why you change it up. I don't know if I've laughed as hard as I have in a college football game whenever they showed the image of him being dragged off and it looked like he was just craw clawing the turf, hissing, but the hissing just looks like he's screaming without being down there. It was like me being taken away from like chips and salsa to eat my actual meal at like a you know, Mexican food place. It's just like Is that yeah! what you look like? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like me having to be dragged away if whenever we have like free ice cream down the hall. Uh, that was hilarious. So, personally, I don't think you change it up, right? Centennial Possum is here to stay. I say we let two loose. <laughs> I say I say we do what the what some of the memes are doing that are floating around, and we give them the hat, we give them the cape, we give them the full masked rider gear, and just embrace him. Okay. Right. And I don't want to be dark, but this would be a question for Kaylee of Kaylee's Dailies. I don't think possums have that long of lifespan, so. We might just need to celebrate it this season because I don't know. Uh, and he was big. That sucker was big. Yeah. So uh, I say I say celebrate him while you can. Use the possum luck while you have him. Okay. Also, it, President, it Scu President Skuvenek petting him also was just that that whole thing was hysterical. That <laughs> and like I get sometimes like okay so like you've had like a like a cat. At like the Giants game, right? Cats are fast. Against TCU, uh, you had the Fox last time, right? Foxes are fast. Like, I get that. You know, they sneak in. Where did the possum come from? Was it like over at the... He was chilling in the concession stand and then waiting for his time to shine. Was like over in the construction <laughs> of the end zone? Yeah, did he... Was he like... <laughs> someone's tailgate? Was, oh, I got a bunch of barbecues. <laughs> They gave me a bunch of beer, and I wound up on the field. I don't my, know what my happened. time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that dude was lumbering, too. And not a, not a speedy creature in general. You don't know what it's like to be my size, Amy. Yeah, that, that possum and I share the same 40 time. So, and, he's, okay. and that's bad for him because he's running on four. Actually, that's not true. He's still probably faster than me. Uh, overall, though, important thing is, though, is you walk out of the Jones with a win. Yeah. What did you like? Taj Brooks. Mm -hmm. um, busting out for almost, you know, just shy of 150. I liked the, you know, having three receivers with, with the five receptions. Mm -hmm. um, kind of So spreading the ball. Um, as you said, should have been three interceptions. You know, the one called back for roughing the passer early on in the game. So we really would have had three INTs. Uh I think Tech played good. Baron Morton seemed to play well. Um, I think that what you're seeing is that Texas Tech succeeds when Taj Brooks succeeds. Mm -hmm. Run the ball. Let that set up your play action. You know, the the, the defense, you know, they, they seem to kind of be hot and cold. They looked really good in some drives, and then it, it seemed like, you know, early in the game, and, uh, you know, really TCU's first few drives, it, it seemed like, man, they just – had no problem, and I was like, oh, great. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be a, a shootout, which I, I don't think this year Texas Tech is built for shootouts. I think we're definitely built to run the ball, control the clock, and let's let's continue to let Taj Brooks just pound pound away, and then we'll, we'll have a few passes here and there. But all in all, I think the game looked really good. Like I said, you know, 
I think the score was actually it should have looked a little different is what I think. I think mm-hmm. Texas Tech dominated for the most part. Yeah, I, I mean, I predicted a win. Um, you know, so so I was happy with that. I just you know I think that. I'm already closing the book on TCU and looking forward to Kansas, and Kansas runs the ball really well as well. So I'm, I'm excited to see what next week brings us with the uh, with the Jayhawks. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and and then you do look at that one, you're either going to have a, a Kansas team at home that regardless will have been perfect at home this year uh, before you go there, but they're facing Iowa State in Ames tomorrow. Yep. Are you going to have a team that's just rolling through momentum, feeling mm. like, boy, they're still in the in – the, college or in the big 12 championship hunt or are you going to have a kansas team that just gets deflated in ames and iowa state is saying the same thing what like, would what, you, what, what 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 i don't i don't know what kind of jayhawk squad you'll get next week what would you rather have them do come off this week uh, fanship aside with you as a red raider would you rather them still ride high and just go into ames no i think i'd rather i rather think i'd rather have them be come off a loss come off a come, kind of a yeah a stumble in ames uh, and maybe that continues into next week. Yeah. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. Smooth. It's like nothing ever happened. We're not playing playing it twice. The people wanted it. Mm. I don't think it was the people that put it into the U.S. system twice. Clint Scott, Matt Essison, Brendan Riker behind the glass taking care of us, trying to, you know, patch holes and <laughs> just <laughs> fixing messes that he finds. That's part of the fun, right? Well, not like not like actual messes. But, so, you know, uh, it just looked like he was sliding and hitting yeah. as fast as he can. Went like Muppet arms back there. Uh, hey, tonight, high school football, right here at 100.7, the score a senior night district matchup for Lubbock Cooper, 6.30 start time at home against the Caprock Longhorns. And then over on Double T 97.3, Friendship is at San Angelo Central. Uh, plenty of stuff to be decided in Friendship's district. A lot of different outcomes that can happen. Uh, Friendship, they just go beat a San Angelo Central team. Doesn't matter. They're in the playoffs. That's what important. What is important? <clears throat> 10 o'clock, it's Friday Night Live. Wrapping up the evening there on Double T 97.3 when it's all said and done. Of course, uh, for Lover Cooper, they already have the second seed in that district locked up, so the outcome doesn't really matter tonight, but uh, they should beat that Cap Rock team and get a, a fun senior night win. You always want to win on your senior night. Yes. Right? yes. Right. You want to win every game, but you always want to win on your homecoming and on your senior night. But I would say more so on your senior night than homecoming if you had to do like the old uh, pick them. Right. Senior night over homecoming. Mm-hmm. No, well, no, I'd probably disagree. You think you'd go homecoming over senior? The night? whole team probably wants to win homecoming. Senior not really affects the seniors. The well, seniors want to win I would think... definitely, but I think homecoming, you know, especially for high school football, the maybe a little more juice in the stadium. Yeah, maybe. I, I wonder if this one would be pretty split. I just think senior night won because. Um, yeah, it's for the seniors, but also like the you know if you're a younger kid, and those seniors mean something to you on your team at any level, like you want to win for them as well, and it's not just yeah. like you know winning for again you want to win every single game, but that's just me. That's just me. 
this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Interesting fact. Possums eat horn frogs. They helped eat one last night. So Yeah, that's good. Nice. Uh, since Steven said since there's openings beyond the uh, south end zone, the possum can just climb in. Well, I know like how he climbed in, but again, he just got by so many people to get to the field. Excuse moving me, excuse me. I, I so gotta be on slow. the field. Excuse me. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand that he could have gotten to the outskirts of it. But yeah, it was exactly. It's like, uh, do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Jonathan J. Possum. Out of my way. I need to jog briskly onto the field. Move it. Uh... Hey, did the possum run the fox off? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're friends. Maybe, yeah, maybe the fox was like, hey. This is your turn. It's Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, he was taking a shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there's like an animal and practical jokers going on, and it's like, okay, possum, go out there and run out of the middle of the field during the game. <laughs> All right, now hiss. Hiss as you're being drug away. <laughs> Make it dramatic. Make it dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I hope Tech is built for shootouts. That's what it's going to be against Kansas. Um, so just jumping back real quick. So something that I thought was important that you saw last night in the win against TCU was that you were able to take a punch back after you had a lead and then you absolutely had a couple of possessions offensively and defensively that don't go your way. Um, and you know, you have the, the tough going for it on fourth down on your side of the field. Don't get it. They get points off of it. Take the lead. And instead of like crumbling or shying away from it, I felt like you refocused, you settled down, uh, and offensively, you know, Baron Morton led a really good drive. Um, or I guess after that, that's gonna, you were, you were driving the ball. And then when you give it back, then you could have crumbled again. And then TCU is looking to extend the lead. And then you have the great play from Taylor Demerson. So I thought after you kind of got hit in the mouth back, when you had a chance to fold, you settled yourself down. You get a great play from uh, from Rabbit. Uh, and then, of course, Tosh punches it in. Uh, and then every, you, you just kind of ride that wave. And when you could have been back down and could have had things go south in a hurry, you find a way to get the lead back. Uh, and then eventually get a couple touchdown lead, and we get to uh, end of the game where you win it. But and it wasn't all the way just sealed at that point. Uh, you still had to have another play by Demerson uh, whenever they're driving again late in that last minute. But still, I thought what was important was that you took a punch and you didn't just fold. Yeah, it took a couple punches. Really, it wasn't just one. Like you took a couple punches and you didn't fold. Yeah. No, they. They played a more complete game, and like I said, the the, the defense <laughs> with the with the interceptions, you know, kind of a bend don't break. Hey, you can mm -hmm. have it, you can have it. All right, we'll make a big play here. Going into next week, though, be a little nervous. I wish that one was a home game. Um, I'm not a huge fan of having to rely going forward on so many fourth downs because I think just inevitably it's 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 gonna backfire. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you go up against a team, you know, TCU is, is, is not a great team this year. You know, Texas Tech is, is definitely not, not, not world beaters this year as well. Although I do see improvements, you know, throughout the season. Um, but Kansas is a good team, you know, from, mm -hmm. from top to bottom. I, I, you know, we, we asked you the question earlier, would you rather them Kansas, you know, struggle this week 
and then go back home and to, and to play Texas Tech coming off a loss. Um, I think facing the and, and to go just to answer that a little bit in depth in, a little bit. The, the reason why I think if you were wanting to pick one, you would want one off of a loss. There's so much uncertainty with Jalen Daniels, and even though Jason Bean is a very capable backup, and clearly they beat Oklahoma with him, and he was a big part of that, um, but that was a a team win for Kansas, and they did a lot of good things defensively too, where they're I think they're more well-rounded than what people see. Like they're not a dominant defense, but they're not just paper like they have been. Um, I, I, I think you want them coming off of a loss – and you want to see Jason Bean, if Jalen Daniels can't go, and you're still dealing with some of that Jalen Daniels injury question mark and that thing that's been going on for about a month now with Kansas, you want a bad Jason Bean going into that game because he can give you so many freebies. He can play really well. I think he's gotten better this year um, in years past, but that's why I think you want them coming off of a gut punch loss and you want kind of the bad side of momentum where things are maybe rolling away from you. And and I'm not saying, you know, straight up, if if both of you play your best football, that it that you can't beat them. I'm not saying that. Um, but you would certainly take that Kansas on the on the road than a Kansas that is just offensively really feeling themselves, feeling like they have a great shot still to be mm-hmm. in the conversation for a big football championship, championship. Yep. and feeling electric because they're a really good offense. Yep. They are. Um, so I think that's why, given the choices, that's what you would probably rather see tomorrow is a loss in Ames. In Ames. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you, there's three games left. Kansas, UCF, University of Texas. Let's count UCF as a win. What's more likely to get the win, in Kansas or in Austin? Oh, in Kansas, by by a long shot. Even without Quentin Ewers playing? Well, I think Quinn, Quinn Ewers, I think he'll be back yeah, by, 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 by the then. And, and even then, without him, I think it's Texas is just far more talented than what Kansas is, but not even close. I think talent-wise, yes, but I think for some reason, Texas Tech tends to get up more to play Texas. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's, And I think, I think that's a good point, but I think where their backs are up against the wall right now for their season, I think they will have that we're getting up for this opponent no matter what, because like, you have to. You got well, to win two just to yeah. get, the, I mean, get an I mean, extra game. You got to do that in Lawrence. You have to do that back at home against UCF, UCF. who you should beat. Um, but you still have to do that. So yeah. I, I don't think that'll be an, an issue. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Looking for a big week here. Need a big week. Big week, come on down. It is Blind Projections here on the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Brennan Riker. We pick games on Fridays. Review them on a Reviews Day Tuesday. I am sitting in third, a game behind total record of Brennan. Jamie way out in front of us in first place, so... Uh, old B Dog and I both trying to catch a little crouton. Let's Could jump into a better guy. <laughs> Let's jump in to this week's matchups. Brandon, I'm gonna I'm going to put one on the fly that wasn't on the schedule and then swap one out, I think, as I look at it. So here's your little uh, heads up. We're gonna start with the NFL, Jamie. 
I'll let dun, you dun, go. Dun, dun. I think there's three really good games this week. That's a lot of pressure. It's interesting because all three of those really good games uh, I have for us to pick today, Jamie. Um, I think that this has been my favorite NFL multi-matchup that we've had. So, uh, And then, of course, we don't have baseball, so not no more big baseball games to pick as of right now until uh, later on down the year. Which, by the way, a baseball schedule come out, came out, and we'll uh, break that down. Are you excited to go to Orlando? Sure. Hmm? Yeah. Are you going to go to uh, Universal Park while you're down there? I have no idea. Mm, okay. I don't know what kind of time we'll have. I don't know how close it is. I don't have any idea. Okay. We mm-hmm. will start out with the earliest game. I'd rather go to Orlando than Manhattan, Kansas, though. I'll definitely oh, say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot more sunshine there mm-hmm. in Orlando, which isn't always good for me. But uh, Manhattan's just like the – people think I knock it because I don't like Kansas State. Manhattan, Kansas is the gloomiest place on earth. Uh, I really like their campus. I like it a lot. I like both of the the Kansas campuses a lot. Um, but you're right. It is usually yeah. over. It's usually overcast a lot there. It's nothing. Yeah, to, it's nothing to do with like the campus or like what they I do think or the don't have. Cool. Their buildings are awesome. It's all right. Um, but like just the it is the gloom. It's the gloomiest place on earth. All their architecture matches together. They do it with that limestone stuff, which mm-hmm. reminds me of how Tech's campus all matches together mm-hmm. with the whatever spanish brick or whatever we got going on horse name horse name um yeah i really like it but uh, you're right it is a, a, a often gloomy. dark and yeah. gloomy there. dreary yeah just man make you want to flush yourself down the toilet we'll start off with the game in das germany which i'm assuming is how it will be referred to miami versus kansas city this is technically at kansas city but it's not at Kansas City. <laughs> the good old home game for the Chiefs, way over there. Jamie, Kansas City or Miami? Man, this is... I think you got some coin flips today in the NFL. It's like Russia versus the devil. Oh. <laughs> Which one's Kansas City? Just so I know. I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take the Chiefs to win. Are they Russia? Are they you don't answer, I'm going to rush her right out of here. <laughs> Brennan? I'll take the Chiefs. Oh. Man, one of you were supposed to take the Dolphins. I'll take the Chiefs, yeah. Dang it. Kansas City sweep there. I wanted to force him to take the Dolphins. No, uh-uh, never. Dallas is at Philadelphia. We'll have this game on Sunday, 2.30 start time on Double T 97.3. Brennan, the Cowboys or the Eagles? I hate saying this. I really do hate saying this. But I'm picking the Eagles. Man, I uh, I agree with Brendan. I think the Eagles. I think this will event. This series will be split. I think Dallas is going to get the one at home, but I don't think they're going to get the one on the road. So I'll take Philadelphia. Sore Eagle, sore. Wow. So this is fun. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo is at Cincinnati. Give me the uh, Bengals <laughs> on Sunday. Jamothy, how do your fighting Bills do? I'm sure they get hammered. So I'll take Buffalo. Confidence. I'm just not going to pick against them, okay? Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of confidence, but they're my team. I'm not going to root against them. I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati's been playing really well. They, I mean, they're like the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, they, of, of late, it's like, you know, they had those kind of first couple of week worries and then <laughs> look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, we're going to go to one game out of the SEC, LSU. Is that Alabama? 
And Jaden Daniels looking to beat Alabama back-to-back times as a Tiger. Pretty big deal for LSU if that were to happen. Do they get it done? This is in Tuscaloosa. I'll take Alabama. Okay. Brennan? I'll take LSU. Ooh, okay. Good. I feel better about taking Alabama. I was going to take LSU if you both took Alabama just to make it different, but I didn't want to. Uh, All right, let's go to the Big 12. You have Kansas State at Texas. A lot of ranked matchups in the Big 12 this week. I think the conference slate is fantastic. We'll get into more of that later, too. 23rd ranked Kansas State at 7th ranked Texas. Uh, Brennan, who wins this game? Texas. Kansas State wins on the road. I have KSU as well. Yeah. Uh, Then 21st ranked Kansas. They're at Iowa State. I will take the Jayhawks in this one, Jamie. Brennan, what are you? Who are you taking? Kansas. All right, I'll, I'll take Iowa State. That's just to be fun. I think Kansas wins. I'm suddenly really nervous about that game because whenever you've picked on an island, you've had a very high percentage. You know, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. How about Bedlam? It's going to be a good one. Ninth-ranked Oklahoma is at 22nd-ranked Oklahoma State. The Sooners or the Pokes? Jamie Lint. Oh, you. Oh, you. All right, we'll go an OU sweep here. Um, although I think Oklahoma State does have a good chance at home, especially since it's at home, but I think Oklahoma's going to win. Uh, and I don't want to just go with the split. I want to go with the one that I think is going to win because I need a win. Houston is at Baylor, another even matchup. Brennan, the Bears or the Cougars? The Bears. Give me the fighting Holgersons on the road. Led behind a massive day from Donovan Smith. I think I'm going to take Houston also. Yeah. I was really hoping you'd take Baylor so I could be alone on the island. That island just doesn't seem as appealing. (laughs) Don't leave them on Jamie Island. Well, that would be like Jamie's worst fear, right? Like, (laughs) one, like, like he's on a boat adventure and he gets, like, stranded at an island. Right, he's looking. He's going. Well, at Sneed, least, at least Chuck it's just. Yeah, it's like at least it's just me. And then like like a hundred yards popping up out of the sea, like, oh no, I'm all alone. Oh wait, is that Jamie? J- Jamie, over here. <laughs> Jamie just runs back into the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I drown, I drown. I don't care. <laughs> just start swimming. One of these two teams will get their first Big Twelve win, fellas. Ooh. UCF. At Cincinnati, give me the Knights to win this one. Jamie, who wins? I'll take Cincinnati. Home sweet home. UCF. Okay, I suddenly don't like this pick again. Uh, How about BYU at West Virginia? Jamie? Mountaineers. West Virginia. I'll take a uh, I'll take a BYU upset. I think I just picked every I did I just picked everyone on the road this week, which is usually great. So I'm feeling good yeah, about good. this week. I'm feeling good about this week. I think any of them could happen. Yeah. Uh, how about this for a tiebreaker? Quarterback in the Big Twelve with the most passing yards on Saturday. I'll take Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Jamie. Donovan Smith. Hmm. Mm. 
Give me Rice Plumley. I'll go Rice Plumley. I'm gonna go throw for a lot of yards in that game. All right, there you go. We will uh, review on a Tuesday reviews day. See how we did. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Sooner and Lovick. I asked the guys on the post game show last night, how do you think this defense matches up with the Jayhawks offense? <laughs> I think you're going to have to have a really big day uh, from your boundary setters, from your outside linebackers. Because they do, I mean, and they'll run north and south too, but they're going to try to start testing you east and west. Uh, and if you give up those edges, and especially if you have any sort of broken tackles uh, with your guys on the outside, then it's going to be a very long day. Um, but if you can kind of contain them uh, and then make Jason Bean throw it a bunch, although he yeah, has been that's, better, that's, that's the key. That's the key. you got to make him beat you and not let, you know, their running game mm -hmm. hurt you as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make them one-dimensional. And so we'll see. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting when you just say, "Hey, rush defense against rush offense," which there's so many more layers to this. It seems like it's going to be a interesting even matchup, but uh, it's not just rush defense versus rush offense in this game. I think the best way to slow down Kansas offense: run the football on offense, keep them off the field. Yeah, I agree. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line here on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Brennan Riker. Question of the day here in just a moment. You can hit us up on the Yates Florence Center chat line. And we got this from Raider's dad, uh, Jamie. Uh, did you hear choice talk about how his mother-in-law has a retired tech masked rider horse she is so rich she didn't even want it to ride just to be a living piece of art she gets to look at through her mansion window he tries so hard and fails so bad to distance himself from the money <laughs> i have i did not hear that i have no idea if you're being <clears throat> there's truth there's i have no clue I think uh, as ridiculous of the stories get, there's more truth than there's uh, made-up things in there. So this sounds absolutely mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this sounds like it. <laughs> no, that horse isn't for riding. He's for looking at. This good, on the... Good old choice. <laughs> uh, this on the 8th Flooring Center chat line... Um, we should be going into, I guess, Lawrence. Yeah, not Manhattan. Lawrence with the best game plan ever with this much time to prepare. Yeah, you'd like to think so. It helps. Yeah. You would think. Uh, am I high? They've been doing some work on the floors at the office, so there's a glue presence, so that's a possibility. Or did I miss take versus take this segment? Uh, I take drugs from a lot of people. Tuesdays and Fridays, you can catch take versus take at 12.15. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Good luck with the glue, though, that's present. We had coffee stains present. Now we have uh, some sort of citrus scent. But it's not as encroaching as whatever that one citrus spray thing that was going around for a while. That was vile. It was invasive. The citrus spray stuff? Well, So, so they clean the floor sure. to take care of Chucky's mess. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that stuff... Mess whatever, is. Mess is. Uh, 
I think that stuff that they like shampooed the carpet and stuff smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's not overly strong. It's just like a good air freshener. But there for a while, like four months ago, maybe a little bit longer, we had some sort of like canned spray that was also citrus. And it was like, it was, if you sprayed it and didn't have a mask on right beside it, I just assumed you would start bleeding from your nose. It's terrible. I found said can of spray Did you throw it away? sitting on my desk one day <laughs> when I came back from doing something. And I questioned it. Like, somebody saying my office smells? Does my office smell? Or am I just supposed to spray this at Clint? Now, clearly, I was just supposed to spray it at Clint. I don't know. I think I think uh, you were reading too much into it. No, Why was I, no. it. Where did it come from? Why was it on my desk? I think you were close to what you're reading into. Just you didn't get the, the right one. It was like someone probably wants you to have this as a disinfectant with as many times as choice changes in there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do keep my tennis sneakers in there, too. <laughs> All right, time for a question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by Jamie. All right, so I'm going to actually flip to Red Raider basketball here. Mm, okay, I'm in. Okay, you're in. All right, Clint is in. Clint's in. I, this, this uh, man, obviously last Sunday was really encouraging if you're a Red Raider basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, taking down what we all expect to be a pretty good Texas A&M team. Yeah. So I just want to know where you are leading into this year, what your expectations are compared to what you saw last year um, and what your expectations were going into last year. Because I felt like last year with so many new players – I didn't think you were going to be great, but I did think that you're going to be, but I did think you were going to be pretty good. I think I was confident you were going to be a, you know, an NCAA tournament team. And right now I think I've gone from thinking maybe you're in the conversation to thinking, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to believe that you're not going to be one. That's where I am. Cause, uh, you know, whenever you're first putting this team together, when you had about 75% of it done, it felt like you were hedging towards a fringe tournament team. And then after it was completed and you had guys, one, that were coming that have either already played in the Big 12 or have played in a big-time conference, and have more importantly, several guys coming that have played in an NCAA tournament uh, and, and have played on teams that played significant roles to get to that tournament, um, I feel like you are a tournament team, um, and you will, I still have you finishing somewhere between seventh and 10th. And I think like 10th, if you're, if we're going, man, how did you, how did you mess up this game and this game and this game? Um, and it's not like a complete swirl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I, I think you're more likely to finish kind of in that seventh, eighth range, which I think will be more than good enough this year in the Big 12 to get you into the tournament when you start looking at net rankings and RPI and all that stuff. Uh, Quad one wins, you're going to have ample opportunity to rack up a bunch of those. Um, I also think you're going to perform much better this year uh, in your non-conference tournament for the Battle for Atlantis than what you did last year in Maui. Last year was just 
I mean, it, it was... You go back there and you go, okay, well, you can't freak out yet. This doesn't, you know, this maybe it's not a telling sign. Maybe just had a bad showing. Turns out it was telling you exactly what you were about to be all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if anything, it got started to get worse because when you had Bacho at least playing well there, and then he kind of started to fall off again and, you know, had some different things there. And then and we found out everything that we found out. Uh I think this year you're looking at a a solidly placed tournament team, um, but you still have to find that like cohesiveness that you're going to have to do with every single team when you bring new faces together. But you have experience, and not just experience um, where they've played a bunch of college basketball. They've played a bunch of meaningful college basketball, and then you add in with the pieces that you like that you kept, and you're hoping you know from that next step from like Pop Isaacs and Lamar Washington and Robert Jennings. Um, I like the I like the roster makeup too. I think you've got guys that fit what Grant McCaslin wants to do. I think you're long in places where you need to be. Like the forward, you have a rim protector. Uh, maybe you're not as deep at that when you get to the bigs, but at least your front line I think is really good. Um, so I, I'm expecting, I guess to, sorry, long winded here. I'd say I feel like you're going to be a good, not great team. Okay. That ends up in the NCAA tournament. I think you're. I think you're a tournament team. Yeah. You had mentioned seven through ten. How many from the Big Twelve do you think get in? I think you are looking at eight in the tournament this year, maybe nine. And I think this is where the expanded numbers this year help you. Mm-hmm. Okay. My expectation is, is a little different. I don't necessarily expect this year's team to make the NCAA tournament. But I expect them expect them to be a lot better in areas that they just did not look great in during last year's stretch, especially during that losing streak. I I think the team can finish top eight in the conference, and I'm I'm kind of with Clint. I think if you do finish top eight, you're an NCAA tournament team. But if this team doesn't make the NCAA tournament, I'm not too necessarily concerned. Now I think. Uh, Grant McCaslin is a really good coach and obviously his expectation is for this team to make the tournament and and maybe the players that you have on this team with the players that you have right now they should make the NCAA tournament but my expectation is that you finish at least in the top half of the Big 12. I I hate that I feel like I've become because I think you were bubble-ish not bubblicious. That's different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you were bubblish before last Sunday, and I feel like I'm putting a lot in an exhibition game because mm-hmm. I feel like now, yeah, you're you're an NCAA tournament team. I I feel like you're 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 going to be, um, whereas I before I felt like you had a chance to be. So, I definitely have expectations right now that you're in the tournament. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. That's right, it is time for Tell Me I'm Wrong here on the Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Brennan Riker behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, It is my turn today to offer up a statement. And if you agree, you can tell me I'm right. If you Disagree, you can tell me I'm wrong, or if you uh, think that's the weirdest, strangest, 
stupidest thing you've ever heard. You can flat out call me insane. Crazy, just like Billy Willie Joel suggests. Mm-hmm. All of that's welcome to you. And you can as well on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. All right, so this is last night's game included here. Jamothy, Brennethy. So, first we had TCU taking on Texas Tech last night at the Jones. Uh, and even more so now because you look and you're both four and five. But even then, with TCU at four and four, Texas Tech at three and five, it felt like you were in a similar boat. Both still trying to find some footing late in the season. Both very much trying to scratch and claw for bowl eligibility. Uh, both looking for a pick-me-up win after kind of, you know, having a very disappointing outing the time before. Uh, clearly, you win 35 to 28. I look at the rest of the Big 12 slate, Jamie. And we picked all of these, but we didn't get into them as much. But then you go Kansas State at Texas, um, and then Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. I liked when you said these feel like semifinal games for the conference. Correct. Um, and conference I championship game. Right? Yeah, and I, I think that that is incredibly accurate. Um, and really, if you're any four of those schools, you're feeling the same way because with all four of those at four and one, if you drop one, it feels like those hopes are all but dashed. Mm -hmm. And now you don't control your own destiny. Um, which, especially with as many teams that are in the vicinity of that record, is very important. So um, I don't think either of those games will be blowouts. Uh, and then you kind of have the one that's just a tier below that with Kansas and Iowa State. Now, I know Iowa State's 4-1, and one, but I, don't, I think of the five 4-1 teams in the conference – I would say probably the one we all of us would pick last to make it to the conference championship game. Safe? Yes. Um, and then Kansas with two losses, trying to continue their momentum and just still kind of keep afloat with that race, and then they're hoping that something helps them out. Um, but that feels like an even matchup, especially since that game is at Ames. And then you go to the lower end here. If UCF and Cincinnati – both playing for their first conference win. UCF, just, that just blows my mind. Yes. How bad we missed on them. Yes. Yes. It's like uh, one of the teams there with Cincinnati, we nailed it. But everybody nailed that. Yeah. UCF, we were way off. Yeah. Um, but they're in the same boat. I mean, 3-5, and 2-6, and 0-5 oh in the Big 12. Uh, Houston and Baylor, both 3-5. and five. Uh, Baylor with two conference wins. Houston with one, but it feels like they're in the same boat. Um, and all of these lines, by the way, the biggest line, which I, I'm surprised by, if I'm being honest, with how much it is just because of West Virginia's offense, although I guess they have scored some points. But the biggest line by far is West Virginia as a 12-point favorite at home against BYU. But even in that game, both 5-3, and three, mm -hmm. West Virginia with one more conference win, but both wouldn't, scratching for bowl eligibility wouldn't be the biggest shock of all time. No, I I think you know say all that to, to lead to this. I think that this is the most two parter here. This is the most competitive from top to bottom. The Big Twelve has been and will be all year. The second part is this is the type of Big Twelve you should be excited about in the future because I think you're yeah. going to have a lot of this recipe. Yeah, as much as it's uh, in my nature to disagree with everything that you say, I think you're 100% right on both of those here. And the second part really has me excited. Yes. Because this could be 
you know, kind of what we expect a bunch of in the upcoming years. Because this is like um, whenever you got the original four added that are here now, and then especially as you added Arizona, Colorado, or excuse me, Utah, Colorado, and the Arizonas, um, you know, we, we've we broken down a bunch of different times that we feel like, hey, there's not going to be just a huge separation from top to bottom. It doesn't feel like there's an elite team that's just going to run the conference every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things are going to be in store for a lot of parity in the conference, which is really exciting. Maybe if you're asking for, well, we want the Big 12 to be the elite of the elite on the field. I just don't know if you're going to get that. You may get it in time, but not uh, in the near future. At least it doesn't feel that way. Um, you'll be in the playoff, and hopefully you'll get a couple teams in the playoff. Hopefully you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like th- this sort of drama in Week 9 where it feels like you've got four or five teams that are you know late in the season legitimately playing to keep their Big 12 championship hopes alive, and even if they lose, they're not all the way dashed, and it feels like it's going to go to the very final week before we know who's in the conference championship. I think this is what you're going to have more of in the future. I think that the, the year one before the other four schools even get here and before Oklahoma and Texas even leave is a great example of what I think the Big 12 will be for the next I don't know, five-year window. Man, that's exciting to think about, Clint. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. A lot of fun Saturdays like we're going to get tomorrow. Yeah. And the great part is, too, this is this is one of the great things. If you are anti-Thursday, one, your game's over and you won, so you can watch this weekend, like, happily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get to enjoy uh, if it, you know, pleases you. You get to enjoy an entire college football Saturday of really competitive Big 12 football games and really meaningful. It's the perfect weekend for us to have played on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. They knew what they were doing. And one. Because if you'd lost, you'd have been less excited to watch those games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm not saying everyone's like this, but like if you, you, since you won, like you're sitting here going like, man, even that UCF and Cincinnati game has an interesting storyline with it. If you would have lost it, like who cares? Those are the two worst teams right now in the Big 12. Should have invited them. I don't know. I think it's. I think that one's entertaining. I think all of them are. Yeah, all of them are. I think all day long you could sit there in front of the TV and watch Big Twelve games that are that are going to be good to watch. And I also think, I mean, not that it was planned out like this, uh, you know, knowing it ahead of time, but especially the week that you're coming off of, where you are with so many non-competitive games. There in your bye week, when you knew you were headed for some sort of blowout with Oklahoma over Cincinnati or Oklahoma State over Cincinnati, excuse me, uh, it felt like Iowa State was going to beat Baylor pretty bad, and they did. West Virginia and UCF that ended up being a blowout. Kansas State and Houston not even close. Texas and BYU not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have the the Kansas upset over Oklahoma. Which seemed like everyone, and that was fantastic. It was. It was really, really good. But going into it, we're like, "Eh, that one's probably not going to be close. Exactly. It turned out to be great, though. Yeah. It was more of looking, it felt like, and now I guess it's changed with Oklahoma State, but it was like, man, you know, if it's not this week or next week, oh, it's going to be Oklahoma undefeated in the conference and kind of feels like they will be. And then going into it, you're right. Like, even that one is the most interesting game that week. 
most other weeks, you probably wouldn't have labeled it that way. Where this week, it's like top to bottom, just glorious in the Big 12. Yeah. I am so excited to not move very much tomorrow. <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> uh, Brennan, sorry, am I? No, you're not wrong. I'm also, like Jamie, I'm excited for, you know, kind of setting the standard of what Saturdays in the Big 12 are going to look like. And they are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm just curious what the third string option for the mass rider is. One, Centennial Champion. Two, Motorcycle. Three. Uh, awesome. I think Three's the possum. It's either the possum or it's Jamie and Chuck in a two-person horse costume. <laughs> carrying a masked Jeff on their shoulders. Ian? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Thank you for the offer. All right. That's right. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.